Shut up and sit down. It's Coffee with the Coaches, coming to you from the mega desk. Hit the bell page. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for the episode number. Oh, yeah. Episode number 23. I'm all off my game. I already screwed up this recording like three times. (laughs) Third time's the charm. So, my name's Michael. My name's Paige. And we've got a super special guest today. We got Misty Chilton. Woo! Misty, welcome to the mega desk. (laughs) excited so i know that you say i think you've actually listened to a lot of our podcasts yeah, i've heard I a lot of feedback from you on the different things that we've talked about so now that you're here what do you think it's impressive i really like this setup you would know, you say that this desk looks mega yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this is super impressive yeah it is all of it's really nice guys i'm impressed well thanks i uh I was trying to tell, you know, make this a thing where I told some ridiculous story about the mega desk every time we got on here, but I don't think Paige likes the idea. <laughs> I feel like every time someone comes in, they're like, oh, this is the desk. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's the point. And you gotta hide like, it here up. it is, here it is. And they're like, okay. Yeah. I like silly stuff like that. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> hey, let's start this thing with a dad joke. You know how we do. We're going to have to start and then hit Misty again and then hit her. I think she's got like five of them that she's got to run through. And oh, tell. bro, I got a list like as long <laughs> as my hard. arm right now. <laughs> I'm still trying to like scrounge up some more because I feel bad because you guys have like, no. you were telling me you had a bunch of them. And I was like, oh, right. Well, here, yeah. I'll take off. And then Misty, you want number two? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I heard that the creator of the umbrella was just going to call it Brella. But he hesitated. Alright, what you got, Misty? Okay. How much does a chimney cost? How much does a chimney cost? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. It's on the house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember Sam told me this okay, one a while back. Oh I, I should have remembered that one. <laughs> Good job, Misty. All right, what you got, Paige? That was great. <clears throat> All right, so this is for a male, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I asked my wife if I am the only one she's ever been with. Have you heard this? I one? told you this one on the last <laughs> podcast. Oh shit. <laughs> trying to remember who told me this i thought it was ryan <laughs> she did say that we had this gonna, one recorded i literally told joke you. <laughs> i'm gonna michael you all right you gotta say it all over again <laughs> we gotta get we gotta hear the punchline <laughs> oh, i'm sorry all right re- reset what was it Paige? i asked my wife if she's the only one i've ever been with yeah <laughs> <laughs> she said yes all the others were nines and tens <laughs> oh my god <laughs> It's a great joke. I just think it's hilarious that I told yeah. it literally on the last podcast. I was podcast. like, I heard this recently, so I'm going to say this one. Oh, that's, oh, funny. that's funny. I just michael to you, Michael. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. After all these years, it finally came back around and yeah. hit me. I'm notorious for stealing people's jokes. Ryan does this all the time. He like will... your umbrella joke? <laughs> well, uh, 
So Ryan will tell a joke, but it's usually low key. Like he'll say it kind of low and then nobody really hears it. So I'll, I'll just repeat it in a louder voice and then, it, you know, people will laugh and then Ryan will be like, huh, <laughs> that was my joke. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> All right. So here's number two. You guys know Spanish, right? You know how to count in Spanish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Spanish magician told everyone that he would disappear before the count of three. He said, uno, dos, and then he left without a tres. <laughs> I'm giving myself applause for that one. Okay. That one was good. good All right, Misty, you're up. Okay, what, do you, what does peanut butter and hookers have in common? <laughs> Are we going to have to put an explicit <laughs> tag on this podcast? Okay, peanut butter and hookers. What is it? They spread for bread. Oh! <laughs> I like it. I, like I was it. afraid Courtney told you that one because that's the one I told her last weekend, and she laughed so hard. That was a good <laughs> yeah. one. I like it. Oh, yeah, that was good. All right, Paige, you got number two? All right. My grandfather was always terrible until I had my first child. Now he's a great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought too all right do we want to go for number three or do we call it there you got got another another one one? misty i don't i mean i have more but those were good let's quit while we're ahead okay yeah let's do that these people came for other things yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right i guess we need to introduce misty Mm -hmm. Uh, Misty, I know you've been with uh, Boot Heel CrossFit now for quite a while. You're one of the OGs. Yeah. I, I know you started with us back in 2016, wasn't it? December of 2016? Yeah, late in the year. So you've been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually got started with us when we were back in our, our uh, dungeon yeah. warehouse gym. No air conditioning. Yes. No AC. That is right. I know that's that was the biggest thing for me in this new location is I wanted to have some AC in the summertime because it would get sweltering hot yeah. over there. I never worked out in the even afternoons or whatever. The mornings oh, were too bad, but yeah, that I did. Well, the mornings I th- honestly thought were almost worse because all the mosquitoes. Oh, you know, yeah. it would be so hot and sticky that you'd have to open the doors. Mm-hmm. But then we were right near there next to the pond, and so yeah. you'd just have a swarm of mosquitoes <laughs> you know, that would yeah. come through. So at least in the afternoon, it was. Only a thousand degrees. Yeah. <laughs> At least you didn't have the mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure something out. It's not much better in here this last couple days. Well, <laughs> we are in that weird transition time yeah. of year right now to where I mean it's only like se- yeah, it's only like seventy degrees, With but juices. it feels super hot and sticky because it it's just humid. <clears throat> and we're used to it being cold. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. With this ten month winter we had. Oh <laughs> yeah. Once we actually get into the hot stuff, then that, that air conditioner it will make it feel way cooler in here than it is outside. Yeah. And the wind's been blowing like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Misty, what got you into CrossFit? Well, I started CrossFit because my husband at the time was doing CrossFit. Uh, You're still He's still your husband, though, right? (laughs) Today's our 10-year anniversary. Happy anniversary! Applause for that. That's a really long time. (laughs) 10-year anniversary. Well, congratulations. Thanks. So he started CrossFit because Willie... Yeah. told him about it and so then I started and I was 
let's see. So I started in December of 16 and in March of 16, I had just had a really bad car accident. And so mm-hmm. I was like, we'll give it a shot. Cause I had just learned, I just had to learn to rewalk mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So I think I was just wanting to take on as like a physical therapy type thing like I was wanting to move and all that stuff yeah. so that's what got me started keeps them moving in yeah I remember mm-hmm. working with you there in the beginning when you first got into it and it's amazing to think about how your your mobility and your strength has improved since yeah. then because I mean I, mm-hmm. I remember it was a, it was a struggle mm-hmm. and that was just from an, ex- an external perspective so yeah <clears throat> Yeah, you've come a long way. If y'all don't know Misty, this girl is strong. <laughs> she is strong yeah, and fast. So you've really come a long, long way. That's amazing. Yeah, my focus now on exercise has shifted more to, like, I want to do things right mm-hmm. because, like, I was just trying to get through the movements then, you know, like, when I first started, like, I'm just going to attempt to try to do this. Or, yeah. You know, I'm going to see how you know how well I do at this but now I really try to I want to do it right because I do want to be stronger I want to be faster and you know all that stuff so well I know you've got a great story to tell um I know you it's uh you've been through a lot and so like where do you start when you're telling your story Oh, man. I'm kind of throwing you a really open-ended yeah. jumping off point so, there. But where would you like to start? start from the day you were born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that literally is what I do because in order to under kind of understand my story, I have to tell like my background. And so, you know, um, so growing up, both of my parents were addicts. And so there was no... And I'll kind of tie CrossFit into this. So there was no, like, health-wise, like, we just did whatever. We There was very unhealthy lifestyles. So um, I was introduced to drugs at a very young age. And so I started using them myself at, like, 13. I was really oh, wow. young. Yeah, really young. Um And at that time, I was just trying to escape and control already at a very young age. And then um, the older I got, the more easier it was to kind of get into that unhealthy lifestyle myself. So I took a lot of different paths and done a lot of stupid stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... And CrossFit has really helped me mentally with a lot of that stuff. A lot, you know, because we all have trauma Mm -hmm. to some extent, you know, and things that we need to deal with and how we deal with those things are really important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, when you say you wanted to escape and control, was it just kind of your home life that you were trying to escape or were you... um, just trying to figure out really like you know you just feel like the world kind of spins around you and you don't really know what to do so you just wanted something that you could grab hold of and and manipulate on your own Uh, yeah um I just as a young child so I was hurt you know and I didn't know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. and so that is what I was shown you know drugs and you know just Mm -hmm. whatever 
that's how it was dealt with yes. in your home. Yeah. So that's just all you knew mm-hmm. kind of from the start. And I, like I said, I could control that. Mm-hmm. So I could control what I done, how it made me feel, you know. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. <laughs> well, so then how did that, how did that transition into your adulthood? I mean, I'm sure with a foundation like that, that's, uh, that's, that's a tricky start to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, tell us where you went from there. Yeah. So, um, and there, so my addiction was kind of like, I, I hadn't done drugs all my life since I was 13. You know, right. I had spurts in there to where, you know, things were good and I didn't feel the need to do drugs. And so, um, I'm surprised I even graduated high school, guys. I'm not going to lie because there was times where I was, like, so pilled out. I was crawling up the stairs at school. Yeah, it was crazy. But then I met my husband, Jonathan, and um, he – that's just not something they done, and that's what drew me to him, um, him and his family. And so – I didn't need to then, but then life happens and you get unhappy and things happen. And so I didn't want to deal with it anymore. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go do this because I can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, When things, when like kids come into the picture or any, every, like every marriage has stress Mm -hmm. to a certain point. And so you feel like maybe things were just kind of again spinning out of your control yeah and I'm a very all or nothing person Mm. and I'm trying to change that but (laughs) I'm a very all or nothing person so like yeah I'm if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it big (laughs) and that's not a good thing (laughs) yeah yeah well since it's yours and Jonathan's 10-year anniversary you want to give us a quick story of how you got you guys met yeah so we met through what He's my brother-in-law now, actually. He was talking to one of my friends in high school, and he was like, hey, I got this friend. Hook him up with one of your friends type deal. And so we started talking and texting. Literally, we hadn't even met in person, Mm -hmm. and that was, like, all she wrote. And Mm -hmm. I was living with my cousin at the time, and he was I was still in school and he was working at Nestle Perina okay, yeah, yeah. yeah and so he would work like second shift three to eleven and so um I think the first time we met he actually came over to my cousin's house and spent the night with me uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so that was all she wrote yeah you won't catch yeah. any judgment from so, us no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so 10 years happily married no. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you guys have been together since high school, since you were in high school. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Aww. Yeah. And I Isn't mean, it we've weird had to a think that, that much time has passed since high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah, I can't, we went through a, a few years there where like we almost didn't make it. You know, we did file for a divorce just because, um, we it was at the time the best option you know like I was in my addiction and you know like we both did things that were not good for our marriage and so um we yeah which is they dismissed that in the courts this month so (laughs) that's good yeah I saw you had kind of an anniversary that happened there uh, just a month or so ago I saw a, a, Mm -hmm. a post on Facebook 
Yeah, that is so great. And you yeah. just finished all your finals. <laughs> yeah, school. school's out. Yay. So that's cool. That's super great. How much more do you have for um, your, is it like a certification or a degree? Mm-hmm. Like a, 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 a Yeah, a certification. Thing. So one more semester. So I'll be out for the summer and then in the fall I'll finish out. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, as a, I don't know, how, how, would you, how would you classify? I know some people talk about addiction and they mm-hmm. talk about recovery. Do you, do you have any labels that you put on things like that? Do you talk about recovery or do you talk mm-hmm. about um, going through any recovery processes or anything? Yeah, so, I mean, I do say that I am in recovery okay. because I am recovering not just from... Um, years of drug addiction but years of life issues as well Uh and those to me are really more important than the drug addiction because the life issues are what led me to the drug addiction Mm -hmm. um and I mean yeah I was addicted at one point but I don't say hey I was an addict or you know Mm -hmm. like I am an addict or whatever I was addicted but Mm -hmm. I am in recovery so it doesn't define you Mm -mm. (laughs) yeah And you went to a really great recovery, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Place. Yeah. I don't even know what you would really call it. It was like technically a ministry. So Uh it was a faith-based, um, recovery center for women and it was a year long and I did not want to do it. (laughs) I'm telling you, I did not want to do it, but I, um, started experiencing schizophrenic episodes oh wow yeah and that was torture um and I still kind of like have some effects from that but I have just learned how to how to um what, what is what am I looking for so like, like maneuver those it when yes. it kind of starts to pop yeah. up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but when I started having that, I was like, look, after like two months of that, I was like, you know, I don't, I I don't know the difference between reality and not, and it's intermingling and I don't like it. And Mm -hmm. so then I was like, you know, I don't know if it is the drugs because I know the drugs are probably some of it or what, but, um, that's when I went and it wasn't, I didn't have like my awakening, like my, you know, cause I think that when you're in that process, like you have like just this one like aha moment Mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, this is like my transition out of this um, until about nine months, surprisingly. Wow. Mm -hmm. What was it? What was that moment? Well, um, I had actually gotten trouble in the ministry because we're not allowed phones or anything. We get like a visit on Sundays and a 10 minute phone call. That's all you get. And they put you go out on like work release every day. And so I would call my husband on the phone (laughs) when I was out and they found out about it. And so I got what they call like a 30 day blackout. So I wasn't allowed any, yeah, any visitors or anything and a 30 day extension. And that hurt me more than anything because I was like, I'm just so ready to be home to my family. And they're like, well, we're going to tack on 30 more days. And so I was like, I don't know. And then I lost my dad two weeks into that. And so I wasn't allowed to be around family, you know, like I, had the option to go to like his memorial or whatever. Um, but just in that moment, I was just shattered because I had already lost my mom, um, in 17 and that was very traumatic. 
And then, you know, like I just wasn't ready for that, you know, like because he was in recovery himself and I just wasn't ready. And so I was just broken down of everything. And at that moment, I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. And so at that, that's when I started. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of identify that that could be like a triggering experience for you if you had gone to the memorial? Like, yeah, so I chose not to um, just because I did not want to subject myself to anything unhealthy. And more Mm -hmm. importantly, I didn't want to subject my family to that because I had already done that myself. And that was a big um, conflict in my family um because you know like who if if you don't um get involved with that type of stuff you don't want to be around it obviously you know and so I was just like you know it's he's getting cremated it's not like they're having a service so I'm just gonna choose not to yeah yeah Yeah. you made a good decision for yourself and your family Mm -hmm. just yeah, I'm pretty around. pleased with it. You know, yeah. it's not like I have any regrets or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what would you say you really gained from the, your experience at the, the ministry? Mm, um, my mentality and the peacefulness I have about myself. Like, I don't have any, you know, turmoil or anything, you know, like festering up and how to deal with life Mm -hmm. you know I feel like I can process it a little bit more slowly because before like when things would happen I would mentally just Mm -hmm. spaz out and so like I explain it like you know when you're looking at a tv of static Uh like that's how I would go yeah you know and I would stay in that for a while which is not healthy. Yeah. I can tell a huge difference in your, just your demeanor and personality from uh, like a couple of years ago to now. Like Mm -hmm. it's very, it's not really noticeable, but then again, it is like if you get frustrated in some (laughs) sense, like I've noticed before, you know, you just kind of like shut down and not really like talk about it. Now you're open, Mm -hmm. you're willing to talk, you're calm, cool, collected, like just, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I thought it would be really good to get you on uh, and tell your story because you do seem really calm and collected about it. And I, I've seen some of the videos that you put on Facebook mm-hmm. kind of talking about things. And I thought that's really, it's a really great thing uh, to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. And, you know, not only for your own mental well-being, mm-hmm. but for other people to see it as well. Because, you know, I, I've seen that so many times just in the short time I've been alive that, I think a lot of the torment that people carry around Mm -hmm. is thinking that they are the only ones dealing with it. And so I think it's so important to talk about these things, like I say, not just for yourself, Mm -hmm. but for those of us around as well. Yeah. That is why I am so open about it because regardless to what it is, you know, we've all dealt with something and it's very important to learn how to deal with it in a healthy manner because that I mean like I said that's not something that I was taught growing up I was Mm -hmm. not taught how you know what healthy is in that aspect well as far as your experience at the the ministry what um, I'm I'm actually really interested in this because I, I wonder do you think it was the separation from the lifestyle that you were leading before that mm-hmm. maybe helped the most? Or was it anything that anybody told you while you were there? Was it no. any kind of curriculum or do you think mm-hmm. it was just a, 
physical separation. Yeah, so it was faith-based, and I think the spiritual part of it was um, it was really big for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just being able to unplug yeah. from everything in life. So we were not allowed to watch TV. We were not allowed to listen to any type of music except Christian you know, um, and stuff like that. So just being able to like unplug from everything. Cause the world is so full of distractions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> oh my many. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that was it because I spent a lot of time meditating in my thoughts and then processing those because, you know, when like on Saturdays, that was like our free day. So we could sleep till nine and then we ate breakfast in between um, then and noon, whatever time the girls got it ready. And then I think we napped from one to three. If you could fall asleep, I could never fall asleep. So I just like enjoyed the quiet because it was like 40 women in one house. Um, And so, yeah, a lot of time meditating because then you have time to think about, you know, what led up to this. Yeah. And there was a lot that led up to this. And we're kind of, did I go wrong? What, was this your first experience with kind of self-exploration or introspection? Um, yes. Really? Yeah, it was. Because the idea of it sounds good. You know, it sounds good. Like, oh, oh wanna... it's hard as hell. Yes, <laughs> it really is. So just having to be like forced. I was just yeah. like forced into that. But I knew it three months because, like I said, I did not want to go. Yeah. I was fighting it for a really long time um but at three months so I got home visits every three months and I got like 24 hours or something like that and we stayed in Jonesboro at a hotel and I knew then I was like I ain't ready for this take me back (laughs) (laughs) take me back so yeah just mentally then I knew and so like the next three months were easier because I knew that I had more to work on in myself before I could be the mom and the wife and just the person in general that I should be. So. Yeah. Was there any, was there, okay. So I know there had to be some, but what, what kind of struggles did you deal with coming out of it finally after a year and a month or was it? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So you got that extension for a year and a month. And then when you, when you do get back to it, like when you are able to plug back in, what kind of struggles Mm -hmm. did you deal with at that point? So I came home right as like COVID was, I don't know. People That's were right. freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of knew like they would tell us a little bit cause they kept us from going places and all that stuff. But like when I got home, the shelves were clear. The people wall, were, the world had fallen apart. <laughs> yeah, stopped. It like halted. And I so, forgot about that. Yeah, I remember going to the dollar store and like shelves were clear. People were wearing gloves. People were wearing masks. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, you came out to a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And like to not really have any communication mm-hmm. about what's going on. Yeah, and you I just, was just are like, like what? Well, yeah, like people are getting enough. sick. What? Yeah. Y'all are acting crazy. Yeah. to people that actually had constant. <clears throat> Uh, access to the media right. because it came on so fast, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine like not even having that short little ramp up. Yeah. That we did. Oh, yeah wow. So 
and I didn't have to like work or anything when I first got home. And so I just chilled at the house with the kids and like kind of took it easy because I was already like trying to process jumping right back into yeah. where I left yeah. off because, you know, like you said, the world didn't stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I stopped, but like yeah. the world and everything else didn't. And so we just kind of chilled out for a minute, you know, um, it did. I did kind of get overwhelmed because my kids are needy. Kids Mm -hmm. are needy. And so, you know, just trying to, and that's what I've spent a lot of my time home doing is just caring for them the way that they need to be cared for because I didn't do that before. I was very selfish and um, I neglected them in a sense. And so I really just tried to focus on being a good mom and giving yeah. them what they deserve. So, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, um, I, not too long after that, went back to work because after being home um, for a few months, I was like, look, <laughs> y'all kids are crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started working and I have a really good job. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. What kind of people are, let's see. So you've been doing, um, basically like a meal service for Mm -hmm. the school and, um, do you do anything else with that or just that and doing schoolwork right now? And I know you have been a hairstylist in the past. Do you dabble in that any? Yeah. So I make house calls. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have a few clients that um, I'll go to their house and cut their hair, color it or whatever. But Mm -hmm. that for myself is just not a healthy environment. Um, Mm -hmm. The freedom that comes with being a hairstylist, I can't handle that. Mm -hmm. You know, I need structure. That is one thing that I realized um, that I need structure because on my own, things get messy Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's a cool recognition Mm -hmm. though yeah that you uh you know having that structure just kind of shows a sense of direction at least something that that way you don't feel like you have to come in and like get a handle on Mm -hmm. everything from an outside and that's why I like CrossFit because (laughs) there is structure and Michael I will tell you this I probably told you this before but you are the only person in my life to make me feel bad about being late (laughs) (laughs) i do remember you saying that years ago (laughs) like i think i was coming into like an 8 15 class or something and i don't know what you said i cannot remember hey misty you didn't think you were coming today (laughs) yeah i just remember feeling so bad about freaking being late and i was like well never again and so now i'll show up like 10 minutes early to class i'm like i don't even care i gotta use the bathroom Yeah. Well, when you told me that story years ago, I, I don't remember exactly the the uh, situation, but it it's I'm pretty sure it was something pretty low key. Like I don't think I said anything <laughs> shitty at all. I think it was just like, oh hey. Some good, people just take it good, differently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just say uh, said good to see you, Misty, or something like mm-hmm. that. But I needed <laughs> but it though. I can totally see. I don't know. In retrospect, you know that changed changed the way that I talk to people because mm-hmm. I, I would have never thought that it came off shitty, but like yeah. you said, I guess it was good for you. Yeah. I so. think it was like really low key or something. I don't know, but I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I, but I used to just be okay with being yeah, late. Just strolling in whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But that is a respect thing. That's how yeah. I look at it now. You know, like it's your, your time yeah. that I am either respecting or disrespecting, yeah. you know, and yeah, I wouldn't so. want that for myself so 
Like I said, I'm going to show up 10 minutes early. Right. So Michael's too nice now. I think you scared him out of it because he turns the (laughs) clocks back. So that way, when well, he does it for himself, I know. But I'm like, nope, 8.15, we're going. Lay down. (laughs) Well, you got to understand, I'm I'm seven plus years deep into this at this point. And so like... I think what you're talking about, Paige, is kind of just for my own sanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, it is stressful. It's yeah. super stressful trying to get a class together and, like, when there's a whole bunch of people showing up oh, yeah. late and, like, I don't know. You That's, just got to say, whole, hey. Yeah, there's a whole rabbit hole there. <laughs> I, yeah, you guys are I could, so dedicated. I could go in and, and talk about and try to explain. But really, <laughs> it just comes down to, like, it's easier for me to just yeah, like have yeah. a specific time that I'm going to start no matter what. And mm-hmm. so I, I put a little buffer in there. So Right on. It's our personality <laughs> differences there. Mm-hmm. Literally like two weeks ago, everybody showed up like five or 10 minutes late. And I was like, Hey guys, do we need to make this class at eight 30? <laughs> and they're all like, no, no, no. Eight is good. I'm like, okay, let's be here at eight 15 next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I, I guess from that perspective, I, uh, I used to give people way more shit about coming in late. And then finally mm. I would, I just, came to the conclusion that I'd rather people show up late than not show up at yeah, all. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I know that there's a whole lot to unpack mm. there as well. But yeah. Yeah, we got way off track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That's Anybody funny. listening, so we just went off there's track. There's your lesson on time management. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, uh, let's see. Oh, I was going to hop back and kind of touch on the, uh, the idea of structure. I mm-hmm. think that that's one that I think a lot of people don't, really appreciate as much as they should because I think that's so super important for most people you know certainly there are some people that just thrive off of chaos Mm -hmm. and uh, they do better when they're completely on their own just dangling strings and stuff like that but I'm imagining all the hippies I've met in Costa Rica (laughs) all these people that lived up in the hills they were just like "Mm, those people are certainly out there yeah but I definitely think those people are fewer and further between than what we we really like to admit because most people really do benefit from structure whether they realize it or not yeah and you know that's one of the things I've certainly learned from myself as I've gotten older is how valuable structure really is and how you know I'll get myself in I'll get my own self in some sticky situations Mm -hmm. if I'm just left up to my own devices and so I need people to hold me accountable and this is you know what you mentioned before about working as a hairstylist you know Mm -hmm. I identify with that because as a business owner you know I don't necessarily have any one person telling me that I'm late or that I have missed this (laughs) deadline but I definitely need people to hold me accountable for things because, you know, I've got tons of irons in the fire, mm-hmm. and so it's easy for me to forget stuff. And I don't know. I'm going off on another tangent yeah, there, yeah. but structure is important. It really is. And um, I don't know. That one That one hit yeah. me. I wanted, to, I wanted to give you props for recognizing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I learned that I was an angry person. And then, like, I don't do well with change at all and it would be change that like is out of my control like okay for instance at work my boss would be like okay well today we're gonna do it this way and I don't know what it is and I'm still learning flame you up yes (laughs) and I'm still learning on how to deal with this and why I get that way but I'll just feel my blood boiling and I'm like why why yeah I don't want it was working fine the way it was yeah and so 
Yeah, that is something else that I don't, that's one of my character flaws that I do not like. But I feel you, Misty. I'm like, that <laughs> I don't know what it is, but oh, it makes me want to get aggressive. Yeah. I'm like, I All don't my like friends it. used to like to push my buttons and stuff because they knew that I would get fired mm-hmm. up. And they, people still do that to me all the time. <laughs> but yeah. I have a better control over it now because dating Ryan he's a man child so my <laughs> my patience has like excelled like I'm yeah. much better and he thinks I'm bad still I'm like man you should have known me five years ago right <laughs> yeah well this so okay I got this book in the mail like two weeks ago I guess the author of the book mailed this out with some kind of a letter just saying you know it's world's been tough I'd like to send you this book blah 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 I don't know who this just is just a random people random person oh, wow. this book but what you said a minute ago made me think of this book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but the name of it is called The Magic of Surrender and Finding the Courage to Let Go. Hmm. And I think what you were talking about with, you know, your boss coming in and saying we're going to do it differently today, like that's a really valuable one for me to work on too because I'm kind of the same way. I think yeah. we're probably all similar personality types here, but there, you know, there's definitely some times where you kind of just have to let things go, mm-hmm. like not everything's under your control. Yeah. I think we're circling back to what you talked about right out of the gate. Um, but you know, there's something inherently strong about letting go mm-hmm. of the things that you can't control right. and finding some ways to get your blood to stop boiling yeah. when, <laughs> when things are changing. I just have to be like, okay, right. Okay. There's, I need to read this there's book. There's so much to be said. <laughs> there's so much to be said for either like just saying, no, I can't, I don't have time for that or I can't mm-hmm. do that or okay, that's fine. If that's what we're going to do, that's what we're going to do. Or like not caring what other people think about you Mm -hmm. or worrying about what other people are thinking about you just there's so much to be said for that and that all that just kind of goes along with letting go just like nobody cares nobody's thinking about you as much as you think (laughs) as much as you're thinking about them thinking about you nobody wants to walk all over you that much yeah it's just you know they may say some things and you're taking it so personally, but really it has nothing to do with that. And there's Mm -hmm. just so much to just letting go. Yes. And it's a very powerful thing, but just getting to that point is hard. It's a lot Mm -hmm. easier said than done. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just takes a little bit of practice Mm -hmm. every day. Like it doesn't just, of course it doesn't happen overnight, but little by little. Well, Misty, do you have any advice for somebody that might be touched by what we're talking about right now? Maybe they've gone through something similar. Uh, maybe they're struggling with something. Um, you know, I know it doesn't necessarily have to be addiction mm-hmm. but to identify with these things we're talking about. Um, but do you have uh, any advice based on everything you've gone through um, and then kind of the, the strides you've made forward over the last couple of years? Um, And we'll just, I'll just use like life issues, like you said, because there's so much more um, to just life, but to reach out to somebody, like whether it be myself, I'm here for anybody, Mm -hmm. ears, whatever, but um, because there, you're not alone and there are people, there is someone that you will, I guess, like vibe with, you'll click with, that Mm -hmm. you'll be more open for them to help you in your journey because you're not alone and you can, I wouldn't say like you can't do it by yourself because ultimately you're the only person that can, you know, like do whatever it is that you're trying Mm -hmm. to do, but 
you, you're going to need help. So reach out. You're going to need resources, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a really big one. And it, I mean, I know I already kind of mentioned that, but just it's so easy to kind of self-isolate mm-hmm. with whatever you're going through mm-hmm. and feeling like you're the only one dealing with it or the only one having these feelings. And I, I remember going through that when I was younger and I still get caught up in that trap sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's a message that I really like talking about is we, we need Ask each other. Help. Yeah, we need each mm-hmm. other. And, you know, just... We need to be more vulnerable. We need to talk about the things yes. that are bugging us. And, you know, I definitely recognize that American society is getting a whole lot better about accepting mm-hmm. these ideas and uh, not just trying to push them all under the rug and hide mental health issues sh- and things sh- like sh- that. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's centuries of, of uh, yeah. things that we're working to mm-hmm. undo right now. So you can't just expect it to all be going away really quickly, but yeah, it's I, I like talking about this overnight. stuff. It's mm-hmm. super important to recognize that, you know, we're in this together. We need each other. Yeah. And that's why I love you guys. I know like my time has been very sporadic. Like I'll go, you know, whatever long time without coming in or whatever, but the people inside of these four walls are awesome. Aww. Like I have met some of the best people with yeah. the best hearts right here. People yes. I agree. That's one of the things I like about, about mm-hmm. CrossFit is it, it attracts good people. Yeah. It attracts great people. For sure. Yeah. You guys are awesome. And y'all are so dedicated. We were just talking, me and Jonathan were talking about that. Like to be, You've had this for how long and you're thriving. You're doing good for yourself, you know, and you guys just, you can tell that you put your heart into it. And so this is a collective effort. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) I promise you that. Like there's no way we'd be here if it wasn't for Paige, Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Courtney, if it wasn't for all of you guys. Um, It's just collective energy working towards a generally, uh, a general goal in the right. same direction. <laughs> we don't brag on our members enough, but we have some kick-ass people around here. Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. I like Paige because she holds me accountable. She expects the best. She'll out still of give you shit when you show up. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. <laughs> Misty has not been late. Like oh, I haven't well, seen. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen you be late. And yeah, I'll roll in with my teeth unbrushed, um, crud still in my eye. Here, ten minutes early, going to the bathroom, yeah. but I'm here. I'm not late. <laughs> Right. Misty walks in. She's like, hey, what's up? Walks straight back to the Yeah. <laughs> and then she yeah. comes out, hangs out, talks for five minutes. And yeah, time to go. Get on with it. Well, Misty, yeah. I'm super proud of you. I really, yeah. I, I know, I, it sounds like you're proud of yourself at this point in your life, but I, I still, still want to make it really clear that I'm proud of all the progress you've made over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, I am, I mean, I'm not, I don't like to brag too much, but I am proud of myself because it's, you know, when you do re- heal from things, you know, like that makes you feel good because right. you're no yeah. longer as you should. Yeah. yeah. You're no longer having to deal with that. And like I said, now I can be a good mom. I can give them, you know, what I didn't have yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. And I try not to get too wrapped into that either because I've caught myself since I've been home, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. You want, you want them to appreciate it and like, mm. you want them to understand how to appreciate it, but they're children still. Yeah. They may not and know I that. have to take care of myself before I can take care of them. And yeah. you know, before I know oh, it, it's man. been like a week and I haven't been in the gym and then I'm like, 
yeah. what is happening. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I was actually talking with Kim last night about this exact topic about you've got to take care of yourself mm-hmm. in order to take care of anybody else. And right. I told her, Kim, you need to come on the podcast and we'll just make the whole podcast about this topic right here because she's got a great story That'd be awesome. in regards to this. But let's go ahead and touch on that. I mean, yeah. I know she can dig deep into her story, but, uh, you know, that is just such an important thing mm-hmm. that gets glossed over in our culture and society as well is, you know, we shame the idea of, of selfishness. Mm-hmm. But you can't be selfless until you take care of yourself first. Right. You've got to be selfish in order to be selfless. Yep. And, you know, I, you, mm-hmm. Misty, you already touched on it, but, you know, it's, I like the analogy of being in an airplane in the event of a, of a cabin depressurization. Yeah. They tell you, you've got to, you know, the oxygen masks will drop down. You've got to put on your mask first before mm-hmm. you can start helping the other people around you. Because if you pass out, then your kids are going to pass out and then everybody's going to die. So it's, that's another one we need to talk a lot more about. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants to be there for the people that they love and they want to help the people around them. Mm -hmm. But if you're drowning, you can't save the person next to you that's drowning. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And this, unfortunately, this a lot of times happens to the sweetest, most innocent, give all, do everything for everybody else kind of people they catch themselves with their heads underwater because they're doing so much for other people and not trying to take a little bit of time for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be, you have to be selfish. Like you said, before you can be selfless, it's very, very important. We need a better relationship with the idea of selfishness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So ways I have practiced that is I, I've really tried to make sure I'm getting at least seven hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you guys talk about that a lot. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, um, I, I average that because I don't have any problems sleeping. Yeah. So <laughs> that's good. Um, and then my screen time on my phone, like we said, the world is so full of distractions. And mm-hmm. that's why sometimes I'm like, why did I download TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> why did I do this to myself? But trying to get my screen time um, under, I would really like it to be under an hour. But like that is... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say impossible, but it is really hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's harder than you think. Yeah. It is. Before yeah. we had the screen time tracker, we would have been like, oh, yeah, I don't spend an hour on social <laughs> yeah. media. And then all of a sudden, you open that thing up and realize <laughs> you have three hours for the day. And you're like, right. I've been at work all yeah. day. How did I even accumulate right. that? Yes. Man, it racks up quick. Yeah. <laughs> and focus on my nutrition because mm-hmm. I think I've talked to both of you guys about this, but um, I struggle, I guess, with a food addiction, too. I love the way food taste mm-hmm. and it has been a comfort for me um and so just listening to my body and you know like instead of indulging on a whole thing of debbie cakes yeah you know like what um is a better option and right. what is gonna satisfy me just the same and um that's a journey too like i'm oh, yeah. yeah you know because growing up like i said there was nothing you know what we ate mcdonald's you know a lot and so and i want my kids to be healthy you know i want us all to live long lives Mm -hmm. and so that has been another journey i'm on and that i think i include that in my self-care because that's important hell yeah yep Mm -hmm. that's awesome for sure so yeah Try not to binge because sometimes I do binge eat. And I think we talked about that, Michael, like recognizing why am I doing this? Right. 
Yeah. And in the moment, like, it's very hard to, but, like, in the moment, you have to, like, take a mental check. Like, when I, when I had dieted down a lot a few years ago, like, as soon as I was kind of coming out of that, like, I just, I could sit down and eat an entire box of cereal probably Mm -hmm. because I had restricted so much. And so, like, all of a sudden, you're just like, you want to, like, go off the rails and do everything. And so, it's important to, like understand to strike that balance like you said all or not all or nothing people find that really hard to yes. strike that balance and so mm. it's it's a it's a continuous process that you really have to learn to navigate like you you can't 100 percent restrict things even though you're an all or nothing person and you think that's what's work that's what works best for you probably not a good idea it's not a healthy mindset because you need to learn how to kind of juggle both things and you know enjoy a little bit of this and then also eat your vegetables and also eat your Mm -hmm. protein and yada yada and like it's 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 a hard thing to do it is hard just like how you had to spend a year away from everybody unplugged Mm -hmm. do no association like that's also something that's going to take a long time to yeah, work on. It is a process because, I mean, I used to be almost 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, like, obviously I'm not there now, but I'm not happy, satisfied yeah. with my weight. And there's so much more than <clears throat> just coming in to work out because I can come in and work out. But if I'm not eating right, yeah. then mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, rolling that over. Yeah. So. Yep. Oh, health and fitness and diet is such mm-hmm. a continuum because, mm-hmm. you know, you, I think a lot of people get too wrapped up in the idea of an end goal yeah. yeah. as opposed to thinking about progress and the relationship with what it takes mm-hmm. to just live a healthier life. Right. Uh, and a lot of times people's ideas of fitness isn't aligned with health. Yeah. That's another, <laughs> yeah. a whole other yeah. rabbit hole for sure. It's their, their idea of fitness is actually very, very skewed because it's not a lot of time. A lot of times when you look at someone, especially in social media, you look at somebody and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't be that healthy. They are so healthy. They're like, no, they're probably really screwed <laughs> up in the head because yeah. they're, they're literally living their life on Instagram Mm-hmm. for Instagram. Let me throw out a, a question to mm-hmm. ponder for a second. Why, why th- this might be an insulting question, I don't know, but why do we categorize physical health and mental health as two separate things? Is that an insulting question? Because you can't have one without the other, really. Mm-hmm. You can't have physical health without mental health. Mm-hmm. Because all in all, and I mean, that's just a big philosophical rabbit hole in, its own, in itself. But I don't see them as that separate. Uh, they, they can't be in my mind. They yeah. can't be separate. They've got to be. I think sometimes maybe the focus gets shifted onto one or the other. Yeah. But yeah, they, they really, you know, I guess maybe like the. May, uh, maybe a little bit of the health at every size community might be focused on just the mental health side of it and not mm. really thinking about the physical side of it. If, if they're really, really far on that direction yeah. and then same as, you know, like physical health, people that are too far in that direction aren't, are neglecting their mental health. Yeah. But I think there's, I, there's a lot of, 
I guess once combo. you get, to, I guess you, once you get to the wings, the extremes, yeah. you can find the problems with it. But yeah. anyway, I guess I just now thought of that. <laughs> so you caught my uh, the the immature idea on yeah. on recording. <laughs> I need to think on that and see how I feel about it. Well, I think too the reason why it might be that way, like it might, you know, some people might see them as separate, is because well, there's in the world you don't. Like, I wouldn't think, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and this is going to help my mentality. Now I do. But before, like, there are mental health facilities everywhere. Mm -hmm. And what they work on is more of, like, your chemistry in your body, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's because before I embarked on my journey, I saw them as separate. Yeah. So this is an interesting one. I'm going to think on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. And a lot of, I would think a lot of mental health facilities are now implementing physical activity into their, mm-hmm. into their approach. And so it's kind of becoming that. Yeah. It's intertwining a lot more than yeah. it used to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times now, uh, more, more caregivers, uh, more mental, mental health specialists are, shifting focus away from like trying to put a band-aid in the form Mm -hmm. of a drug on it and more into like okay are you doing this this are you doing everything you can before we give you this pill yeah well i mean speaking on meditation you know that's a that's working on your relationship with your thoughts and your emotions Mm -hmm. um so that's not a that's not a chemical imbalance in any way shape or Mm -hmm. form it can make chemical shifts well yeah yeah you're right I'm yeah. spitballing brand new ideas here. <laughs> yeah, just like physical activity, just literally like, you know, just getting horizontal, laying down can cause your your hormone levels to shift a little bit and cause different different things to just little subtle changes in the way that your, your mind perceives things, mm. just a little tiny bit. <clears throat> Taking a power nap can turn you into a whole new person in yes. 15 minutes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it can. Well, where do we go from there? <sighs> Misty, you got any more to say? Any uh, any nuggets of wisdom or any advice for anybody before we sign off? Um, just, I don't know. Like, I love people and I want to help people, yeah. you know, because I want to see anybody just be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say, like, be a better person, like, you're a shitty person now, but, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, just to strive to be the best you can be, Yeah. you know, and you have to do that with like-minded people. Yeah. So that's why you should join Boot Hill CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Well, thanks for the shout-out. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So. Thank you so much for coming on you're and welcome. sharing that story with us. It was awesome. We're super proud of you. Thanks. It's amazing. Yeah. I love you guys. Well, uh, uh, how is Jonathan doing? I haven't seen him in a little while. I, I know I, I keep up with him on Instagram, yeah. and I know you got, he's working on some kind of a new toy. You guys are oh building a rock crawling machine. Yeah, he actually just left Some this kind morning. of a four-wheel drive apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, he's good just working, and like you said, we ride razors a lot, and we have the bus, the schoolie, the that, we're, yeah, that we're um, working on, but... He's good. He just likes his toys. And so that's what he left to do this morning is there's a rock bouncer race over in, um, I don't know, like,
like three hours away. So that's what we're doing this weekend. Oh, that's nice. Fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good time. Well, that's a hell of a way to uh, to celebrate y'all's 10-year anniversary. So yeah. I hope you guys have fun. Yeah. yeah it's going to be, be fun. Yeah, you guys look like you're having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of fun just getting out and doing things. And, you know, we, we meet a lot of cool people, yeah. you know, out on stuff like that. And the kids love it. My son, he is, he eats it up. And my daughter too. But yeah, it's fun. We do stuff as a family and That's all great. that fun stuff. So awesome. Well, I hope you guys have fun. Happy anniversary. Thanks. And like Paige already said, you know, I'm super proud of your, your, uh, your journey. And if, I don't know, I guess if anybody's got any, uh, if they'd like to chat with you about anything, mm-hmm. then maybe they could look you up on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think if I have any other Mrs. social Chilty media. On, are you on Instagram? Yeah. I don't Chilty. really use Instagram that much, but yeah. Yeah. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. only handle one or two social media. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you said you're on the TikTok. TikTok. Oh, oh my TikTok. God. On the TikTok. Right. Yes. Okay, Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said it, uh, you're on the TikTok thing now. Yeah. I do get lost in that. (laughs) Well, I guess we can wrap it up there. So we got, uh, we we need to have you back on a a future episode. Yeah. That's great. Some, some, here's some updates and how life's going down the road a little bit. It's going to be cool. I'll talk about anything. Hear about your new, your new job. Once you get all certified. Yeah. See where we're going. Super professional. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up there. We'll uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.